Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever or wherever you are watching this or listening, and welcome to Bunker Mania Wrestling. I am Jeremy Graves, and today the focus of discussion is on the Royal Rumble 2024 event. I totally nearly didn't say 2023, but we will move on. We are in 2024. The first WWE PLE is in the books. And the decadent Mr. Ian Bolton on this particular episode, he is on assignment today, so cannot join us. But I have got two people more than capable of discussing some Royal Rumbles with me. We, of course, first of all, have Harriet Manga Girl. Harriet, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Doing good. Good, good, good. And joining us as well, we have Senor Matty Boo. How goes it? Senor Matty Boo. <laughs> Wow, we're going exotic <laughs> in our debut here. Um, it, it goes slightly that way, but sometimes it just likes to just bolt over the top rope. Hi, hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm new here. Yeah, really, really appreciate you joining us. It's going to be a fun time, folks. We're going to have sort of, I won't say a casual discussion about the Royal Rumble. We've got some sort of bullet points we're going to hit, but we're just going to talk about the show, just some general thoughts, feelings, a few bits and bobs in between. And we may have a couple of news notes to delve into post-Rumble as well, because at the time we are recording this, which is on Monday the 29th of January, UK time in the evening, this is before Monday Night Raw has aired. So it could well be some things that we're going to talk about have been confirmed post that, but we still hope you enjoy the discussion anyway. And no matter where you have found the podcast, be it in audio form or on YouTube, if you enjoy the show, why not tell a friend? And if you feel so inclined, hit that subscribe button on your platform of choice. So to begin with, folks, Royal Rumble 24 is in the books. Let's sort of give some general overall thoughts. And I like to keep a simple scale system here of rating. We will simply go with a thumbs up, down, or in the middle. And you can have like an in-between if you want to, as needed. So Harriet, I'll turn to you first of all. How would you rate this Royal Rumble overall? Definitely thumbs up. I think the women's, especially the Rumble match, was just so good. My favorite. And I think it's the best I've seen so far um then it kind of i mean the other matches were okay not to say they weren't bad the next two were kind of predict well predictable as to know who would win it was just a case of how they would win though the second match did well we'll, we'll talk in minutes but it did nearly give me a wait, wait a minute are they actually going to do this and then mm. the men's uh rumble itself was okay i I think the women's would have benefited if it was the main match, but I can see what why they did what they did because of storytelling. But in all, I, I did enjoy this. Fair point and fair enough entirely. Matty, how about yourself? What did you think of this year's Royal Rumble event overall? Um, I, You said the key word overall. See, I I would say a very good start with that women's match, that women's Royal Rumble. And then it kind of just sort of peters out in the middle. And then we have an, we have an, an okay men's rumble. It wasn't a spectacular men's rumble, but I think it was an okay. It was, it was fine. It wasn't terrible. We're not talking Shane McMahon booking levels of crap here. Um, we, we are talking, it was, serviceable it was fine um so and overall i would say this royal rumble was fine i i'd say base level but that women's royal rumble mm, incredible from my point of view 
I would probably say a thumbs in the middle, more perhaps slightly going towards thumbs up. But my overall feeling is that personally, I thought both the Rumble matches were okay. But I think both of them had lots of great moments in them, which make them really stand out. And we may get into it more as we go along, but with the Rumble matches themselves, I do feel both of them had both of them had a really kind of big stretch of having a bit of a lull when not much was going on. You were kind of waiting for what was going to happen next sort of thing. And also there was one point in each match where I'm pretty sure there were like 10 people in the ring, which can't be healthy for any reason. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> But, uh, but going on to, when it comes to the other two matches, though, we'll get into them in more detail. I thought the four-way, it was what it was. No one had any doubt what the result was going to be, so it kind of just was there to exist. And the other match we'll get on to, because I have some thoughts about that, as it were. Which may or may not be predictable, but I'm trying to keep a form of tension, as it were. I think this uh, premium live event, I, I need to stop myself from calling it a pay-per-view. This premium live event, what saved it was the fact that it was only four matches. Mm. Because the main events very much were the ter the bookends of the Royal Rumbles. We've had Royal Rumbles out there where they've been absolutely stacked and have hurt as a consequence. This one did not hang around. Well, we say it didn't hang around. It definitely hung around. <laughs> but it, the the overall like placement didn't hurt it in fact it was an enhancement i would say yeah mm. one of the uh one of the biggest random hot takes i saw on social media because i i don't engage in much social media talk when it comes to wrestling online but i occasionally like to see what's being said someone said i can't believe there wasn't a normal women's match on the show to which someone's comment in response was they had no one else left. They literally had to bring in. They literally had to bring in someone else from other promotions. <laughs> I I think since she wasn't at the Rumble, Michelle McCool deserved that women's championship match. Quite frankly. <laughs> 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 yeah, she... <laughs> but which women's a... championship match? There you go. <laughs> there you are. There, there well, was a lot of ramblings at the watch along of people. Because I was at the the wrestle talk watch along, uh, of like, oh, this person's going to turn up, that person's going to turn up, and I think Michelle McCall was brought up a few times during mm. that, from what I remember. She's, she was in every one other than this one, I believe. Yes. Hmm. Did she pull up the crowd one year? That was last year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she wrestled in yeah. her Uggs and her tracksuit bottoms yeah. because why not? I, <laughs> I literally think this is the first Rumble where they haven't brought out any legend. Mm. Yes, that's true. It was pretty much all mm. the current gen superstars there. So, mm. well, keep that thought in mind, actually, because that's going to come back into something I'm sure we're going to talk about a bit later. It's actually very good you mentioned that to begin with. So, I'm very happy that's come up. So, let's get on to sort of the event as a whole. And it's probably worth mentioning as well that we all did actually watch the event live. Harriet, you just alluded to it. You were at a sort of big watch along event type thing. Both yep. Matty and I were, were sort of watching it in our respective homes live and such. But Matty, you have also now seen the event twice, though, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Um, so I ran a Discord live chat because it's something we've done about a couple of times a year on the under consultation uh, Discord. Uh, no, don't do the shameless plug. It's it's there in the outer. Go Google it. You'll find out. I'm not here to shamelessly plug. But we do have a Discord and one of the traditions we've had is we have been watching the Royal Rumble. Now, granted, a lot of the key players in that were over at the WrestleTalk Watch Party. But for those of us that stuck around, 
we we were there and we were watching it all together. Uh, I was also on WhatsApp with some guy called Jeremy who kept on texting me like updates. can't think who that is at all. You I have know. no idea who that guy was at all. <laughs> it's like I, I may have said to him a couple of times, "Hey, you could always go to the Discord and watch with us." But um, <laughs> and when I say that, I'm not just sharing. I'm not just sharing a screen and people were watching that screen. No, we were all watching in our own homes in our own like we were all watching the network in different ways. It's fine. We're being goody good Netflix. Don't don't at me in a year's time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but but like I mentioned, but you have actually now seen the event twice because you didn't end up yes. watching it a second time around as well. Yes. Yeah, so I watched it again when I got up with the wife because um, one of the things she enjoys watching in particular is the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, and so we watched... Um, we wa- I think we skipped over the middle bit. I don't think she was too keen on like... Roman Reigns. Although we did, um, because we were having a discussion at, at, at a point where Randy Orton, we think he may have injured himself. Though, though there's been zero mm. reports about this, mm. we were having me and Jeremy were having a discussion as of when the selling of the shoulder happened, mm. and I thought it was when he did his big pose where he falls on the floor and then. He started clutching his shoulder. But then when I watched the match, it looks like he was holding his shoulder before that as well. Hmm. But not as much as until he dropped to the floor. Which, if you've got dodgy shoulders and spinal issues and you've had serious issues with this, don't do a thing where you drop and directly land on your arms. Just a thought, Randy. Just a thought. I mean, at that point, I'd say maybe don't do wrestling. But, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but just in particular, I mean, you insist you're going to have to wrestle like Daniel Bryan, another well-known so-and-so. Uh, don't do that. Fair point. It's a, it's a fair point. So, um, also, I will say to, to folks listening and watching, if you want to jump ahead, as it were, to our discussion so you can get to a specific match, there will be time codes in the description, so make sure you check that out should you want to jump forward and such. But we begin proceedings with the Women's Royal Rumble match. Now, we're not going to go through every single entrant, every single elimination, but some kind of top, top line, top level thoughts, as it were, which I think are worth noting. First of all, Naomi's returned officially, and her entrance was freaking spectacular in that Facebook stadium. It looks so good. And the the reaction she got was immense as well. Oh, they even chanted, welcome back. And she Mm -hmm. got overwhelmed as well, which was Mm. good to see. Even us in the pub, we were chanting, welcome back as well. And we were... I watched it back and we were all fist bumping and pumping in the air when Mm. her song came on. It was just... Mm. Oh, it was just so good to see her again. I did actually not notice this until someone brought it up earlier. I saw on, on Facebook. Number two was um was naomi and then in the men's rumble number two was her husband there you go family connections right exactly (laughs) so yeah i loved seeing her back it was great i loved her hair oh my god amazing having her her own name written into her hair it's like that's like next level of like creativity and greatness (laughs) it's great yeah. I mean, it was so good. It was amazing. <laughs> I had to get that in there. So there you go. So Naomi did return. Bailey was uh, was in at number three and ended up having a bit of a thing going on with her damage control teammates of Kyrie and Asuka. And mm. the way this played out over the course of the Rumble was there were kind of some awkward attempts at high fives, not being exactly on the same page, kind of a little bit of tease of tension 
as mm. things went along. One of my biggest and favorite surprises of the entire thing was that Jordan Grace, the TNA <laughs> Knockouts champion, came out, got a really cool reaction. Everyone yeah. started getting massively into her and whatnot. And she had a great showing in this rumble. It was so good. And Matty, I know you were really excited about this one. I, so I'll I let was, you take the floor on that. That when that happened, like I, I knew obviously we were all speculating and pro eventually proven right that Naomi Trinity was going to be at the rumble. When Jordan Grace turned up, like, I mean, there's been a precedence. We've had like Mickey James at that point, the knockouts women champion in her full like TNA gimmick show up. But we always felt that that was sort of like a make do for the fact because of, she, of the way she was openly treated in her release. There was so, a whole story around with like the black bin bag. Yeah. All yeah, her stuff yeah. Was in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the first actual, like, using footage, notwithstanding, this is the first real shot of, oh, my God, WWE and TNA are actually in bed with one another here. Mm. The fact that they sent Jordan Grace, who's one of the highest profile, and I don't, I, I, she is incredible. She is one of the highest profile women in their knockouts division. And they send her. And not only that, she isn't just there. She puts in a shift and she got sent out the way she got sent out. Like, it wasn't just over the top rope and off you go. She was sent off in spectacular, spectacular mm -hmm. fashion. Yeah. They made her look not, not even like a superstar. They made her out to look like a megastar. In that and, and that's the big that's the key difference there isn't it because sometimes yeah. like in the past there have been the odd there's been the odd extra person that's come in and whatnot maybe every once in a while but never to that level and it's also interesting because wwe also did another bit of of, a, of other promotional work i'm not sure if you two are aware of this but they sent nxt's charlie dempsey recently to all japan pro wrestling yeah I was and he, he, oh. he challenged yeah. for the triple crown championship against katsuhiko nakajima which was an all right match in fairness mm -hmm. And he was also involved in a couple of other tag matches. So he sort of did like a little mini three-date tour with all Japan. And it's like, okay, whether that's their attempt to get into Japan or not, different question entirely. But the fact that there are just these other little pockets <clears throat> of like, it's almost like WWE is now accepting there's a multiverse. Now <laughs> That's kind of the way to yeah. do it. Now, WWE have done an excursion program. They haven't called it an excursion, but they, they have done an excursion program in principle before because they used to send uh, superstars that they thought needed a bit of a polish to places such as Smoky Mountain Wrestling, mm -hmm. uh, to e ECW. ECW. Al Snow is a product of that. Um, I don't remember who else they sent over there. Bracus. Bracus. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about Bracus. Most um, people have as well. Don't worry. But the, <laughs> the, the, the biggest name, obviously, being... Um, being Al Snow. The whole head gimmick was because of what Paul Heyman did with the guy. Mm. Um, so they have done this in the past and they have sent people abroad before and they have done all this just to get them polished up. Uh, but nine times out of ten, this is due to the people having to do this themselves if they get released or anything like that and they just go out there or or they release themselves, they request their release and go out like, um, like a Juice Robinson. Mm. You know? I, what was he going to be like if he stayed as CJ Parker? 
But no, but what you said there know. with uh, Charlie Dempsey. Yeah, I was aware of this. And also it was one of the first on-screen reappearances of Regal to uh, mm-hmm. to speak to the All Japan masses because Japan do know Regal mm-hmm. from yeah. back yeah. in the day when he used to do his excursions from the UK to America, Japan, Germany, and all those other places. Yeah, so, he, uh, yeah. See, see when he recorded a little announcement video on a VHS tape recorder and uh, and sent that over because yes. the, the, uh, the video quality was so... It was like... What did you film this on? Is this like a, a Nokia 3310 you hacked or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the level of it. Yeah. No, but in all honesty, if this is the start of something greater, and this is the start of people like WWE actively sending, choosing to send people abroad, especially to Japan, mm. um, it's not necessarily they're going to go to business with New Japan or anything like that. We kind of know where that's where that swung over to. It's mm. very much an AEW thing, although how long that relationship's going to last, I don't know. But they're actively sending people off on excursion to do a bit here and there, then all power to them. Go and do that, because that's incredible. It makes uh, your wrestlers better, and overall it makes, like, literally, they it makes the business better. Yep, because your talent pool has that much like mm. skill trees, you know that much that many skills at their arsenal. Mm. So yeah, uh, if this is the start of a brave new world, I welcome it. And I know new, and it's a great Iron Maiden song, Brave New World as well. But I digress. <laughs> Harriet, please continue. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say because I know we talked about it in the chat on um because we were chatting amongst ourselves while watching it as well. But it was a case of we couldn't hear much of the commentary because mm. obviously live crowd and whatnot. But you did say that even the commentators acknowledge the fact that of TNA, also with with um, Naomi as well, that she was mm-hmm. a former knockouts champion as well. So you definitely know this is good, going in the step in the right direction if they are acknowledging it. And the fact that Jordan actually came out with the title around yeah. her as well. Mm-hmm. I know Nikki James, and Mickey James did back yeah. in the day. Um, but you that know, was like, walked... that, that was the definition of being swept under a carpet, that title yeah. at that point, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more prestige i haven't watched uh all of the tna episodes but i, I do need mm. to watch new ones but it's still good because if they acknowledge it that's great at least mm. then going forward it's like matty said you know the doors open now to a point that in the future maybe i don't know maybe wrestlemania the night after wrestlemania something could happen and then also vice versa where you have wwe stars turn up in tna Shots, shots, just shots everywhere. I'm not talking about private party <laughs> either, but shots. Uh, also, also in the women's rumble occurring. I don't know why I said that. It, that's how this rolls, folks. That's what we do. Chelsea Green came out in a fantastic outfit. I've got to say, but also oh, her so just good. being her just being consistently pummeled, crushed, beaten down, and Piper Niven just trying to like bring her around or save her, including my favourite moment when she basically just tried to wake up Chelsea by smacking her on the face and going, wake up, there's a sail at Louis Vuitton. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so much. Yeah, that that, that happens. And that was quite early on as well. I, I, I did like at the beginning where Piper caught her as she was being thrown out of the ring and then she kind of went, Huh? <laughs> that, the, um, that was great. <laughs> the camera didn't always like focus on it either, but there came a point where even people collapsed into the mat 
collapsed directly onto Chelsea. Yeah. Yes. So any oh. kind of blow, any kind of impact was on Chelsea. Mm. And I we, think that was one of the the mass the biggest highlights of that whole match was I Chelsea and Piper. Uh, yeah. It certainly elevated Naya. Uh, don't get me started on Naya. I don't <laughs> know. People are saying she's improved, and in this match, I I really don't see it. In fact, I saw mm. a person that could not be asked half the time in that match. She was doing full Steven Seagal moves, and when I say that, all she was doing was like the absolute bare minimum, and people were bumping for her. Even her exit was not. It was kind of not good either. <laughs> Well, we will come back to that because that, that, that yeah. plays a big significant part in this rumble. Yeah. I, actually, um, you know what? actually, you know what? Let's just get onto that now because I think that's a logical point. We'll sort of come back onto a couple other points. But yeah. Nia Jax, their role was to be a monster, and they were. And there were people getting thrown all over the place. Becky Lynch was coming out, couldn't even do much with that and, and such. Of which it should be noted, Becky Lynch obviously didn't win. Her elimination just kind of happened. It wasn't a big yep. deal or anything. It's, so, it's, it was... Do you know what, though? I loved that. Yeah, I agreed. really loved that because it was just, it was, it was done by misadventure. Mm. It wasn't mm. just a spectacular, like, over the top where, oh no, oh, well, me. She was trying to get back in the ring. Naomi did a swing around, and it wasn't even anybody was actively trying to knock her off. It was just somebody else did a move, and during that move, it knocked Becky off. Mm. Mm. That exactly. was that was awesome. It was good, yeah. It kind of almost I don't want to say it leveled the playing field, but it did make it kind of almost unintentionally sort of elevated the global level of the participants at that point in the rumble, like their status. It's hard to articulate that. But why am I bringing up Nia Jax and why have we talked about Nia Jax for as much as we have? This is because it led to the I believe official in-ring debut after especially after having been seen for a few months of Jade Cargill. And when we say Jade Cargill, we mean basically the next evolution of the Jade Cargill that we have seen in AEW. The music was pretty much the same, but a slightly different re-recorded one. Her song starts off with her saying, a storm is coming. I started losing my stuff because I was so excited. And it, it's a really weird thing to say, but because I'm such a big AEW fan and I watch so much of Jade's matches and just everything that was going on, and wanting so much more from Jade as just, just like an overall person, as it were. And so much. Seeing Jade in a massive stadium like that, the crowd going mental, and her just lifting up Nia Jax with ease and slamming her, and ultimately and throwing her over the top rope and stuff, it was such a great debut. And the moment as well when she basically stood kind of eye to eye looking at Bianca, and you just had that moment of, if this is a mania match, I'm in. Like, just yeah. there was that the crowd even started chanting, Holy shit. I don't know if you heard that, Harriet, but they literally did just start chanting, Holy no, shit. It didn't. was such a wonderful moment. And this, as an in ring debut for Jade, you could argue it's kind of that tried and tested theory of have someone be a monster or take down the giant. That's how you get someone over. It's almost, yeah. you could describe it's very old school booking 101, but in this case for Jade, it worked to a T. What was it like in in the Wrestle Talk watch along when you uh, when you when this happened, Harriet? I think everyone lost it. Everyone was screaming. Honestly, whenever like anything happened, I think the um, the big point is when she held up. Um, I think it was Becky, and I don't know who Bianca held up, but were they both in the positions like holding? Yeah, up? like a military <laughs> press standoff type thing. 
that's I think when the crowd in in the wrestle talk kind of lost it and just like oh my god this is awesome and then obviously the standoff between the two of them and I think the biggest pop after that was when she eliminated Naya it was just mm-hmm. like yeah finally but yeah honestly her and um so herself Naomi and uh Jordan Grace were the ones who got the three biggest pops at that mm-hmm. event for sure um but yeah it was it was great to see her it was just like oh I want to buy the shirt now because I know there is merch available. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't really watch a lot of AEW. I'm starting to now, but I didn't when she was back in the day. So mm. for me, this is a good way of introducing her to me because I've heard so much about her and I've been mm. so excited to see her. So honestly, there are so many match potentials with her that I'm really excited for, especially with Bianca. I Honestly, if there is a WrestleMania match, I will be looking forward to that immensely. Hmm. Um, two things as well that you'll probably uh, like about her. Number one, in AEW, whenever she's done a big show, she's done it in cosplay. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> she she has come out as Storm. She has come out as She-Hulk. She has come out as Chitara, I believe. Yep, correct. Um, wow. Her hair color changes. More. Her hair color changes with the character. So obviously she had the pure silver white when she was Storm. When she was She-Hulk, she I believe she had like like radioactive green hair. Yes. Um when she was Chitari, it was yellow. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, she is a massive nerd. Um yes. so that's cool. <laughs> uh, obviously, she's a very attractive lady as well. So that goes oh. going that's going for her. But my uh my uh point out of all of this we could talk about as much as we, we want when she was in AEW we knew there was promise there mm. uh, there was a lot of promise there but she was also always undeniably I'm just starting out there was always like a little bit of roughness there but we always knew there was this promise because she had charisma in spades she had the promo skills of a blinking Greek god it was absolutely fine but her wrestling was you can see something there, but she's mm. not quite there yet. The yeah. Jade Cargill that stepped into that Royal Rumble, you could see the training. You can see that she's been to the Performance Center. You can see she's honed her craft. So as much as we complained and people had bitched about her being kept away, it's been to her benefit. That. Mm-hmm. And it's even small things like her facial expressions. Her facial expressions. She emoted the hell out of that appearance, out of her being in the ring. Everything told a story by doing the the tiniest things. And you could see that. The promise that we saw in AEW came into fruition the moment she did. The Royal Rumble is a W. W.E. debut match, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my God, it's like night and day. To that use a baseball was... analogy, absolutely hit a home run. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, elsewhere in the Rumble, a couple of notes. Uh, R-Truth randomly thought he was meant to be <laughs> at number 24, and he came out in the wrong Rumble. And, uh, and then Valhalla got eliminated very quickly. I'll be honest, this kind of irks me, but I, I, I didn't mind Valhalla getting eliminated quickly because of it. What I liked about it was, was it's something that happened in the background. It wasn't, mm. the cameras weren't honed in on her. It was yeah. still focused on our truth 
And some people were like, oh, no, give Sarah Logan a moment. The whole point was, it was like, get, we're focusing on our truth. This is the story right now. Oh, look, in the background, there's a little Easter egg there. Valhalla, or Valerie Haller, as some people call her, literally <laughs> in and out. Now, maybe that was an attempt at being the quickest elimination ever, but somehow it wasn't. Mm. Somehow that wasn't it. <laughs> And of course, number thirty was also a little um, little moment. Which I'll say it first of all. Liv Morgan made their return after having been out of action for a little while on TV, anyway. And I'll be honest, kind of fell a bit flat. Nothing was, against Liv. It's just yeah. because I think it's got to the point now where people are really expecting something big at number thirty. Yeah. But everything had already arguably happened. People were yeah. expecting one of two people at least. It was probably either going to be money or yeah. it was mm-hmm. going to be Julia. Uh, because, of course, mm. both of their contracts are up in their various promotions. The uh, fact yeah. is we could never have Julia because she was still uh, contracted up to March. Same reason why I wasn't ever expecting Okada in the men's rumble. He he was still wrestling mm. up till February. He's still got dates in February. Um, and we so should clarify for those answer where we're referring to Julia, who wrestles in the Stardom promotion in Japan. Yeah, different context, different yeah. spelling as well. I mean, it starts with a G and an H, I believe, rather than a J. It might be. I think it's G U I L A. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think off the top of my head, but I digress. Please continue. In- incredible wrestler, and wherever she lands, hopefully they'll do something incredible with her. But we digress, Taz style. Um, <laughs> where where are we at? We were talking about the number thirty slot. Yeah, yeah, so Liv Morgan that's, returning. Yeah, nothing wrong with Liv Morgan. I didn't mind it so much. I think people were really, 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 really pinning their hopes on something being a surprise. I mm. was. Um, <laughs> so, I and mean... sometimes I think we've been, I think we've been raised to expect the number thirty entry to be something huge. I think we need to basically take the number thirty slot out of the equation now. And mm. see any surprises need to happen for us somewhere in the middle or somewhere near the beginning. Because look what happened with Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That, that, exactly. Well said. It doesn't yep. matter where you are in that rumble. It doesn't mm. matter. People need to stop pinning their anticipations on numbers and just in, appreciate the whole thing from start to finish. Because you don't know the art of not of linking a good rumble is simply not knowing. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I I did have hopes for both rumbles for number thirty. It's like, oh, who is it? Who is it? Sort of thing. And then uh, didn't realize straight away it was Liv. And then everyone was just like, oh. And then it was just like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's good that she's returned. Sort of thing. It wasn't like disappointing, but it was a bit underwhelming in regards to. And it shouldn't be, especially since oh. she is now back. Mm. And. I kind of feel for her a bit in regards to, like you said, you expect an either Julia or Monet uh, or Money uh, to come back, but it it didn't happen. So I think you're right. It is a case of it should that should be taken away because you're building, building up, and then it's just like, oh, like deflated afterwards well, in the way. But then you enjoy the rest of the rumble because you're yeah. like, okay, so who's going to win? But I, up till then. Yeah. Sorry, um, sorry if I'm treading over what you're saying. Uh, I oh. think rather than hold all your stock on who the number 30 entry is, hold more of your stock on who the final four are. Yes. Because that's the match at the mm. end yes. of the day. 
Definitely. It's funny you mentioned that because that was going to be the next point I was going to go to. Although, although just because of where my notes are, I've got the final three. That's <laughs> so, fine. That's, so that's fine. I can't make an exact segue, but the final three were Bailey, Liv Morgan, and Jade Cargill. We got a bit of back and forth on the ring apron, but ultimately it came down to Bailey getting the win and is heading to WrestleMania with kind of an obvious match to assume we're going to get, which will lead to damage control having to do some damage control, let's say. Literally. But uh, I do want to say there was an excellent camera shot as Bailey was celebrating. They had sort of the women who I think it was maybe like the last six women eliminated, just kind just of all sitting up. up against like the the security board at ringside, just kind of all sitting there. And they had like a camera shot where you could oh. just see them panned up in a line. And it was just that moment of that, that just, it's hard to articulate, but that camera shot did so much for what this yes. rumble meant in the context of us as a viewer, but also them as a person in on the television show as well. It, it did so it, much. It was Actually, utilizing it was utilizing something they do from a production level because <clears throat> in the past in Rumbles, what you used to see was basically once you're eliminated from the Rumble, in the background they try and keep away from it, but it was always like the sad walk away down the side mm. of the ramp. Yeah. And in later Rumbles, a awful lot of the time, they do just just sit out of the way of the hard camera um mm. underneath the the um the, the wall the barrier uh, yeah the yeah. barrier sorry um and they they utilize that beautifully saying well if they're there anyway why not use it yeah i mean i've got the shot here it was Liv, jade uh tiffany and uh bianca kind of all just either standing or leaning against the board mm. or just sitting down that was a great shot i will say of just like well it's happened. We're yeah. out. And um, yeah. And plus, of course, uh, Becky by the uh, announcers table as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and I think they that was done in like in more recent productions, basically because an awful lot of the time you'd see in the background a lot of these wrestlers going, "Oh, oh, did it," and then they just they just casually stroll off. Mm. And it's like yeah. you're supposed to be more peed off than that, you know. But yeah. It, it is what it is, and don't do it often. Don't do that often. Don't make it a thing. But yeah. for now, that Goodbye. was that was a that was a nice thing because mm. yeah. the, the amount of rivalries you can have just from that shot alone, you know. Oh my word! Yeah, that's what I mean in regards to like Jade. She could easily feud with, well, definitely with Bianca. I'd say Nia in the future at some point, or that will probably be brought up at Elimination Chamber, possibly. Um, yeah. There's so much and, potential in general. Oh, God. I mean, mm. you have a very good, strong women's roster. And I think now, the way things are, I think it is starting to pick up a bit now, which is good. Oh, 100%. 100%. so good. So I, that's why I'm really excited. I know you said earlier, why wasn't there a women's match? You, that was it. You just needed that. That was yeah. perfect. That was beautiful. Uh, didn't I'd, need anything I'd, else. I'd argue you didn't even need a universal title match. I could argue that. Make it the yeah. make any matches that are there. Make it the give the mid card their polish. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, agree. Exactly. I will say as well before we move on proper. I also want to give. I, I know we're sort of going to talk about who came out looking good, but I also just want to give mentions in particular, not only to Jade Cargill but also to Ivy Nile, who I'll admit I don't watch NXT and such, so I'm not familiar with some of these folks. I thought Ivy Nile looked great 
like really, yeah. really cool stuff. Zoe Starks, I've seen before, looked really great in this Rumble, I thought in particular. Also, heard the name a heck of a lot, never seen them. Tiffany Stratton was awesome. Oh, Tiffany, yeah. Tiffany Stratton, I have seen some of. I don't watch yes. NXT all that much, but mm. I have seen some things here and there. And yeah, she's going to be a massive star if utilized properly yeah. when mm -hmm. she's in the main roster. Yeah. She's going to her, be incredible. Her matches with uh, Becky, Becky were really good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And now for a slight deviation before we move on to the next match, I want to draw attention to two random things from during this Rumble match. First of all, in, in the first of what I might, might make an ongoing thing this year of Michael Cole commentary facts. <laughs> so so Pat, Ma Pat McAfee was a guest commentator throughout the show. More on him Yay. later. And he asked during this Rumble match, have the, has there ever been a case when two people had won the Rumble match and Michael Cole deadpan, completely conf with complete one million percent confident confidence, just basically went, "Nope." He was at one of them. What? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's not that either. It's the fact that <coughs> normally, if there's like an incorrect fact like that, there might be like a correction made. But one of the biggest Royal Rumble endings ever was 1994 because mm. Lex Luger and Bret Hart both fell out the ring at the same time, which led yeah. to there being two title matches at WrestleMania 10. And they just deadpan went, nope. Cole <laughs> was at the Royal Rumble, two I think it was 2005. Was that Batista where, and John Cena? Where yeah. Batista and John Cena, like, mm. co-won it, and then he named. The audible was called, his, if you will. <laughs> tore both his quads restarting the match because he had a little strop on. Cole was um, there for that. So we mentioned there was a four-way match, and there was. It was for the Universal title. It is, of course, Ramondo Reigns versus AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randall Orton. And this match, and I also know, I appreciate I mentioned there are two things I wanted to bring up. The other one I'll come back to at the next Rumble. I've not forgotten it. Just putting that out there. <laughs> so this match happened. Mm. Everybody knew what the result was going to be. It was yeah. just how. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It was just the case. I, I think yeah. I even said to Ian, it's just like, so I know what the result's going to be, but how? What's going to happen? How is it going to happen? Is there going to be shenanigans? Or is uh, is he going to pin everyone like you said he was going to? It's just like, okay, so I just want to know that. That's pretty much it. It's just mm -hmm. the middle. It's the beginning and the end. The middle, sadly, it was mm. just more like, yeah, there's wrestling. But we Would know what's going to happen. What match mean? that your Roman Reigns bingo card would not be completed? The answer to that <laughs> is no, it would not affect that, but you would still get lots of things to check off. If you wanted yeah. Solo Sokoa to appear <laughs> in a hoodie, reveal it's him after he has pulled the referee out the ring when someone's <laughs> hit their finish and is about to pin them to become champion. You've got to check off that box, folks. It was... This is the thing. Ultimately, I should just say, Roman speared AJ, got the pin, still champ. Nothing against the guys in the match. It's just, mm. with the best will in the world, no one saw any other result. The guys tried really hard. There were some fun moments. This didn't need to be on the show. It just no, didn't. It, there, really there's, didn't. Some, there's some fine caliber talent in that Fatal 4-Way match. I wish I could care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly wish I could care. Look, we all know Roman Reigns is a part-timer. He is more than part-time. He's, he's like twice quarterly Roman Reigns. 
Okay, I get that. By yearly. And, and still, <laughs> why couldn't they just make this like a triple threat and then the winner goes and faces Roman at some yeah. point? Yeah. But we know he's not at the, the elimination chamber because reasons, I guess. He's got to go and blink and have a pina colada somewhere, I guess. I, I, I don't know. But it would have made much more sense in the storyline. These three other guys all have a stake to Roman's title. They also have a stake to hate each other's guts. Let the three of them blink in, fight each other and see who the ultimate winner would be to face Roman. Mm. It's easy storytelling 101. They didn't do that. And what they chose instead was apathy. It's That's what they chose. Yeah, it's a fair yeah. point. I, I, I yeah. would say I think the one counter... I shouldn't have to give a counterpoint, but I'm going to just for the sake of discussion. <laughs> the one counterpoint you could give is that it kind of diminishes the whole idea of the Royal Rumble winner facing a champion of their choosing. Yeah. If you I'm kind of have to like delay that. About, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, you know, the Royal Rumble goes to WrestleMania to face for the title of their choice, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking yes. that. I said in an ideal world, the storyline dictates that, okay, those three would fight and then one of them would face Roman at the pay-per-view or at a show before WrestleMania to decide who's going in as the champion at WrestleMania. It still has WrestleMania stakes in play. But oh, because... I, I misheard you. Sorry. Okay. Yes. But because Roman Reigns has got to go play backgammon somewhere, it's that's that's not happening. Also, I... the fact that you had three other wrestlers who could have been in the men's Royal Rumble. Yes. Mm. And they weren't. LA Knight would have been incredible with the Royal Rumble. Okay. Oh, I would have loved to see LA Knight in the Rumble. I really would have. But... Oh, I'm getting Alas. really penned up about this and I shouldn't be. That's basically all we've got to say on the match, folks. We're, we're not glossing over it for the sake of it. It's just literally that that's kind of all it was. And I mean, we alluded to it earlier. Mm. Orton may or may not have done something to his shoulder when he yeah. did his his viper pose his moment on the, like, on the yeah. The or, uh, before, uh, then. Uh, before, yeah. He sets, before he sets up for his Randy knockout, as it were. So, <laughs> Randy, I implore you, don't do that again. Think of your baby shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but what this did lead to, though, was the next singles match on the show, the final singles match. Well, technically, but it was the final single, official singles match on the show because it was for the US title. It was Kevin Owens... With his matching, with his matching wrestling boots to the color of the KO letters on his T-shirt, versus Logan Paul. The first thing I want to say is I think this was the best match on the show. Now I want to quantify I... this by saying <laughs> the finish, notwithstanding, because I have thoughts on the finish. Overall, I thought this was a really good match. Did I think Kevin Owens was going to win a title? Absolutely not. But did I actually care about this more? Absolutely yes. We were given false hope at the end. I mean, even I was just like, I think I was sat down and then suddenly I shot up from my chair thinking he'd won. <laughs> and then suddenly I turned around and I just heard, no! And I was like, wait, what? And then I turned around to the screen no. and I was just like, oh, I, crap. <laughs> I, I will tell you that the, the camera crew 
they they've had some shoddy bits all through the Royal Rumble. At yeah. one point, they pointed a camera at a ramp and let the, the superstar just walk right past the camera and didn't <laughs> even focus on the superstar. Um, oh, no. However, at this point, what we're talking about, everybody, right? We're talking what Harry's talking about was mm. at one point brass ducks were utilized William Regal style and uh, by a guy I have no idea about. He gave him to Logan Paul. I'm guessing it's one of his entourage. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, um, <laughs> I believe, I think, the, I can't remember his exact name. I think the commentator just referred to him as something like, oh, that's Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, I don't Jeff. know that's his name, but that's effectively how they described him. Uh, I'm, just Jeff from around the corner, you know. Logan Paul's like producer for his podcast or something. Probably, it's yeah. It does, I'll yeah. just say one of Logan Paul's entourage, and we'll move swiftly on. But he gave up Logan Paul the nuts. And Kevin Owens isn't stupid, and he managed to take the uh, the brass knucks off of Logan, and he had them in his hand. Now, Log- now Kevin Owens was going to win. He was going to beat Logan Paul, but on near the third the uh, the third count, the referee spots the brass knucks and automatically throws the match out. The camera crew's way of doing this was to pull into the count as it was going and then the perfect shot of the referee spotting the brass nuts, which at this point was smack in the middle of the camera view. That was expert camera work. That was Absolute good. Chef's it was cinematography masterpiece, quite frankly. Yeah, very much. Yeah. <laughs> but And this is the thing. In a big, in a normal situation like that, you would hate that kind of decision. But the mm. way it was done and the actual logic behind it, annoying as it is, it actually makes total sense. Yeah, it does. So it, does, it, yeah. it was really, really good. Also, a couple of the notes from me. I keep forgetting how good Logan Paul is in the ring. I hate it, how good he is. I think we all said that. It's just like, we're not keen on the guy, but you have to respect the fact he is a very good wrestler and does study the art very well. I mean, hmm. I, I think he, he does respect a lot of the wrestlers um, and is keen to know everything. So I give him props for that. And he does pull off some very good moves. So People can't might, really deny that. People might hate me for this. I can see him as a WWE champion. 100%. Yeah, same. I mean, he's already United States champion. This we, is his first title. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a part-timer. People people will complain about that. Our current Universal champion is already going off to go play go-karts out in <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's, you know... So, uh, in fact, if he's allowed to go play Zoomies, I'm sure that Logan Paul will be all right with his bottles of Prime. So... <laughs> Yeah. Which we, did I, you notice actually when, when Logan Paul made his entrance, he saw a kid like quite close to the ring. He gave oh, the yeah. bottle of prime. Yeah, and the this kid, kid looked like out. him and given a gold Rolex watch. It was I, insane. I, I did point that out, I think. I was just like, that kid has had the all his Christmases come at once. <laughs> I don't know if there was one in the crowd or like on top of the barrier if it was placed there or not but kevin Owens walking by and just knocking it off straight away like a cat like see something that's just like no <laughs> i don't know what it was i'm guessing it was a bottle of prime but i don't know if it was placed there yeah the camera or not but it was a good 
yeah like, mm. get out of my way uh, <laughs> I, should, I should note as well that um uh, in an update on 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 this person who came in and part of logos entourage my exact note was someone i assume a podcast bloke came in i i, <laughs> I love I the fact <laughs> i love the fact though he was just so chill like there's all these people all around. He was like, "Hey, it's fine," and a big smile on his face as well. So I'll give him. He he enjoyed that moment. <laughs> I'm gonna, I wonder. I bet it was the same guy who helped him win the title at Crown Jewel. Possibly, possibly. If he's just gonna come in for every pay per view, then so be it. But you know, whatever. He's got front row for WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, is it is it KSI in a big bottle of Prime? Uh, by the way what could it be this year i'm trying to think (laughs) i know i have tried prime by the way i tried a single bottle of prime i don't recommend it it's like a blinking energy drink but without any fizz it tastes like goo i it's just it's just it just tastes of influencer really in, in, in a needless attempt to try and form some kind of balance in this conversation, why am I even doing this? What flavor? Did, what flavor did you try? Blueberry. No berry. What is is? It was a blueberry. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It was a blueberry. It was oh. uh, it was green and black. It, it, I think it was called oh. glowberry. Oh, glowberry. Yes, I know the glow-berry. one. Glowberry. Okay. It's the limited mm. edition. I remember. Yeah, you you. <laughs> That's why it's I, I, sent you, I sent you a review, Harriet. You did. I, you did. I, I, you yeah. should know. <laughs> I love I love Matty's energy drinks reviews. They're just like it's either I really want to try this or now nah, I'm good. <laughs> I think last week was it uh it was on clearance because Tesco could not sell these drinks for love nor money, but it was uh Christmas candy canes and toffee apple. Oh yes, yes, Sound... yes. Oh, they, it sounded, Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we move on to wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's get on to the main event of the show. This being the Men's Royal Crumble match. It began with Jey Uso <laughs> coming out. Yeah, of course. You know, It began with Jey Uso coming out and, and getting the crowd all hyped. And there was just this moment where Jey Uso's in the ring. And you're thinking, who could be number two? Who could it be? Mm. And my immediate thought was, pretty cool if it was Jimmy just to kind of have that moment. <laughs> And suddenly Jimmy's music hit, and it's like freaking perfect. That, that I actually really enjoyed that moment. The pair yeah. of them just staring off, and there's like Jay, like, and then there's Jimmy going, yeah, yeah. I, I have a couple of points in regards to that. I, I um, so in the crowd uh, where we were, everyone was saying saying the same thing. Wouldn't be awesome if I think even Ian said, "I bet you um, that both brothers are going to be one and two. And everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, we mm. could agree with that." Also, oh wait, who was first, Jimmy or Jay? I forget. Jay, Jay. I Jay. So when he did like the, did you notice the lights did the same thing in the oh, background? Oh, little subtle yeah. thing there. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. I will say that. Um, yeah, I was happy it was those two. I'm guessing this is the start of what's going to build up to WrestleMania with the two of them, maybe. Possibly, it has been yeah. rumored for a while. Yeah, because there, there be was brother. a bit of a through line through the Rumble as well, where there were kind of moments where Jimmy would keep teaming with someone to sort of take <laughs> on take on Jay, and there'd be this moment of like yeet or no yeet, and then oh, yeah. various moments of that. And having a strop as well when anything went wrong, that was funny. <laughs> oh. One thing like, I learned. Oh, on no, the face- no. <laughs> One thing huh? I learned on the face off: Jimmy's taller. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did learn that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Only slightly, but still. <laughs> he brought the he brought the bigger shoes to that rumble. So, <laughs> so let's talk about some through lines through this rumble. First of all, let's talk about some some judgment day related things because it was kind of a bit of a thing going on throughout this. So yeah. later in the match. Well, a bit later, there was Finn and Domin for a while, where Finn Balor, as Dom was about to be eliminated for a good 30 seconds, Finn just mm. casually waltzed up to the ring, which I was laughing at. I was like, nah, you're fine. And just eventually helps him. Later on, this led to JD McDonough and R-Truth having a bit of a thing. Because JD McDonough, I want to say, was making his way down to the ring, and he then, out of kind of out of nowhere got speared by Bron Breaker. We will come back to him and his involvement in the Rumble in a few moments. So JD's basically knocked out. The next person to come in in the correct Rumble is our truth He then walks down, sees that JD McDonough is basically just a pile of mush, rolls him in the ring, and JD immediately gets eliminated because of it. <laughs> so that's, the, that's kind of the first moment when their eyebrows being raised of, the heck are you doing? <laughs> this then prompts our truth to enter do john cena's comeback which everyone was into which then led to damian priest coming out immediately beelining for our truth and throwing him over the top rope to eliminate him <laughs> so that was kind of your judgment day moment <laughs> in this rumble and it was it was kind of dumb fun but it was good fun and this now yeah. just immediately makes me think we're getting our truth to be damian priest at wrestlemania and the idea of that is mental i'm i'm up for that I am. Um, <laughs> I must say, one of my favourite things of, I think, last week, I've, I'm loving the whole R-Truth and Judgment Day. I think it's brilliant. When it was R-Truth's birthday, and he posted about it, and he had, like, a card from everyone, uh, including the Judgment Day, and I loved that Finn on Instagram re-shared that on his stories, and he went, that's not my writing. Happy birthday, R-Truth, with an emoji of him with that, and balloons. Uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> what side are you on it's just it was it was really good i'm not gonna lie though i think i was expecting ria to turn up in the men's rumble be like mm. oh, if you guys oh, can't sort would... this out then i'm gonna do it for you because it is it does seem like she's kind of becoming the hierarchy of this group she should be the leader yeah mm. and she, it is I, I don't understand why she's not no. I mean, I mean, obviously, there may be some reasons why she's not that I won't go fully into. But let's yeah. just say the feminist in me is like, oh, there might be a reason. Um, yeah. But at point, she yeah. should be the leader. So that's what I was thinking. Like everyone's eliminated, and I was hoping, like at some point, she'd walk out, walk past, like one of them, and say, "Like you can't do it. I'm going to do it for you, and I'll win a, a main event for one of you, or something like that." But mm. didn't happen. But it didn't really need to happen. Enough stories were told in that. Um, yeah, it was good. It was fine with the the Judgment Day. Didn't really damage them per se. It was just more a continuation of what's been going on, really. Mm. I will say, because again, I haven't been able to watch much WWE in recent sort of months and stuff. I had no indication until after he was, until I think about a good few minutes into Damian Priest being in the match that he was still the money in the bank holder. Because, yes. Because normally there might be like a graphic on screen or there might, they may just come out carrying it or something. And yeah. that just wasn't present. So I just kind of assumed, oh, he must have just lost that title shot and then they casually mention oh imagine if he wins this and he's basically got two guaranteed title matches and it's like oh so he's still got the briefcase then okay sure 
I think I think the case has been overused quite a lot recently. So I think they're just kind of stopping it for now because it's like every main event he they did kind of nearly nearly every main event he kind of mm. teased he was going to cash it in and didn't. Mm. So I think it was probably best he didn't bring it out at this point. Yeah, the um, the briefcase isn't until WrestleMania anymore, is it? It's until the next Money in the Bank. Yes, June it, effectively. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's basically the day, before. or like before, pretty much. Yeah, I think because that was the the longest it had been before. Like literally the night before the next Money in the oh Bank, someone cashed it. Imagine if it's actually you've got until the next pay per view. And the person who won the blinking briefcase the previous year then cashes it in that day. Oh my <laughs> lord! Oh. I mean, if you want to be really specific, you could do it to the hour. Yeah, you, know? you could. <laughs> I think it is literally till the hour. I think it'd be fun to see them do so. that one time, just to see if they could make that happen. But oh. the plans change so much. But but elsewhere in the rumble. Cody and Gunther, or Gunther, oh, I did not want to say Gunther, I just did it, darn it. Cody and Gunther, <laughs> I will say it properly. That said, random, random tangent. In fact, this actually brings up a good little thing I was going to mention earlier. I really liked the addition in both Rumbles of them having a running clock on how long people have been yes, in the Rumble. Yes, that, that was really good. I was going to bring mm. that up later on, how much that was good, uh, how... So you mm. knew how long they were they were yeah. in there for because they've always referenced it, but they've never shown it, and it's just a little visual thing that adds so much. Yeah, it's, that was great. In a world where AEW are bringing back the rankings and the stats, mm. a little thing like that for the Royal Rumble goes a long way. Mm. Because mm. yeah, we've had tales of the tape and all of that, but it really does heighten the importance of if this person has like like cardio for days and they can last in a rumble with this many people imagine what they could be like in an iron person match imagine what they could be like in a match that goes well i wouldn't like them to go on forever no get rid of the chant that says fight forever because no you people that chant fight forever will be the same people that go onto the flipping uh internet and go oh well that match went on too long <laughs> yeah, you're, you're never gonna win. You're never no. gonna win. No. I mean, let's but, let's be fair. The reason that they've added the timers in the Royal Rumble is so that betting sites like Paddy Power can have more options to make people yes. better than the Rumble. That's why <laughs> they've done it. We know that Nick Khan wants to go into that sort of business. Mm. He has stated mm. he would like to do like sweepstakes and stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there we go. But um, but yeah. So sorry. The reason I mention that is because on those timers. Gunther's name was in all caps no one else's was so I guess that now technically means that in the canon of WWE he has yeah. to be called Gunther yes it, we are we, I mean obviously we've had like people with capitalized names before but it suits him and you forget mm. when he was Volta his mm. name was all in all caps then as well that's true yeah. yes that's so true. There, there you go. But the reason I mention it is because Cody and Gunther kind of had a, their moment reenacting the final two portion of their rumble from last year. They had that kind of big stare down moment. Mm. Kofi Kingston was in the rumble, his 16th Royal Rumble, which is an insane stat. No Kofi spot. Didn't he was no. in and out in just a couple of minutes. Didn't it was a bit it. disappointing. No. I, I, mm, I was a bit disappointed that there was no Kofi spot, I will say. But we we need to abandon the Kofi spot. It's a controversial I, take. I know. I mean, it we, didn't happen last we, year. I think it was a misstep last year, wasn't it? We had. We, no, because pe people attempt to do it. And then when it botches, like, 
Yeah. I love the guy. I absolutely adore him. I love him. Matthew has a field day with this stuff. Oh, and okay. like, we need to <clears throat> abandon the Kofi stuff. It was great, but now people mm. expect it. And I yeah. think the closest we got to that was whatever the hell Kyrie's saying. Yeah. <laughs> being, being Spider Woman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Xavier Woods. Yeah, that's gonna be strenuous on the arms. Jeez. And the main thing is as well, I don't think that was a even going to be a Kofi spot. I genuinely think that it was meant to be there momentarily, and then both of them were going to be eliminated. I think she mm. was meant to go back up, and then the yeah. pair of them were gonna get knocked out. Mm. But so it was just that's not what we usual. got. What we got instead was a slight. Oh. Mm. That's when her body went. Please stop. Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, arms. I felt for. Oh, her. oh my oh. word. Elsewhere, we had the battle of the meat, as we had Bronson Reed, Ivar, and the debuting on the main roster, based on some tweets that would come out after of Bron Breaker, which I'll be honest. Bron Breaker was freaking amazing in this. Oh, he was, he was awesome. There, there, has, there has been talk on... Oh, after you, Matty. That was, uh, you're probably going to say the same thing. Um, the, a report that's come out is... Yeah. We can't... We, we shan't call him by his actual name. So I think what we're going to do here is we're going to say uh, that former UFC champion Stevie Richards Jr., um, he, he obviously was meant to be at this Rumble. And for reasons, he wasn't there. And what they basically took did was take his part of the script. They tipexed out uh, Stevie Richards Jr., Esquire, PhD, doctor. Uh, and they wrote in Bron Breaker. If this is true, and I don't see this happening, Stevie Richards Jr. was going to be eliminated by Dirty Dom. <laughs> that would have been a match I don't see that actually happening I could no. see somebody having some creative control and going hey that ain't happening that ain't happening but then <laughs> I mean look if we get to see Dom and Brom breaking out and basically having like Dom oh. get mullered I'm all for that same but, you know. same <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so Bron Breaker made his debut in this Rumble, got to literally run wild in the ring. He was running so damn fast from one side of the ring to the other. Yeah. Looked absolutely brilliant. And as I mentioned, eventually was eliminated and speared JD McDonough. So his presence was felt after he was eliminated as well. But excellent debut on the main roster. It was incredible. I, I, will, I will give props also in between because almost came out as well not long after. And then... And I mean, we had Andrade earlier on as a surprise entry as another return. And then Pat McAvee. Yeah, well, that, you know happened. that happened. <laughs> you know I think that's that's worth mentioning. Also, I did actually put down here as well, Bron Breaker did have a moment with Gunther. Yes. He certainly did. I would oh. I'm up for that. Bron, Bron Breaker as uh, Intercontinental Champion. Yes, please. Oh, God, yeah. Go. Yes, please. Yes. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> Pat McAfee. He was a quote-unquote surprise entrant in this rumble. He went away from the commentary booth, playing up the fact he knew absolutely nothing about it, which people are already running with that story online, apparently. Nah. And yeah. he, he he got in the ring. He stared at Omos and someone else. I can't remember who off the top of my head. He then proceeded to climb up the ropes, down the other side, then went back in, was going to do something, 
then decided, nah, I'm out. Climbed up, down, and jumped out. Which you was a wise you, decision. <laughs> you, you know how you fix this? You know how you fix this? Don't make it Pat. You make it Michael. <laughs> well, on commentary, he's... Michael Cole was playing up the fact that he still has the longest record for being a commentator in a, in a Royal Rumble match. But, and but he had his perfect. gear as well. <laughs> no, but no, that's perfect. Because yeah. then you got the impetus. When he then gets called again to go up in the ring, he then breaks his own record and blink in basically unwrittenly when he decides, I ain't having this, gets back out of the ring. He then in turn broke breaks his own record that he was bragging about earlier in the show. You've willed this into existence and I don't know how I feel about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so CM Punk ultimately entered at number 27. This was his first televised match because he had done a couple of house show matches over the Christmas period with Dom Mysterio. We'll talk about more about Punk in a few moments because there is news relating to Punk. So mm -hmm. we'll come back to that. Drew McIntyre was in at 29, and number 30 in the Men's Rumble was a returning Sami Zayn, which played into a storyline with Drew McIntyre. Again, kind of a little bit of a mixed bag reaction, because there yeah. were a lot of wild hopes and rumours doing the rounds online. I was ha more than happy to see Sami Zayn, though, quite frankly. Awesome bloke. Yeah. I think it was the same thing with Liv Morgan. People were expecting to see other people, weren't expecting to see Sami. It happened. I'm, I was happy to see Sammy again. I'm not going to lie. So, mm. But I wasn't expecting him to be number 30. I'm, I will say that. But mm. still, lovely to see him I, again. I, I repeat what I said before. I know, yeah. <laughs> we, we need to get rid of the stigma of the number 30. Instead, yep. the unknown. Just live in the unknown for the entire match. That's mm. got to be That's got to be it now. Yeah. Um, I think people were hoping for an Okada. I'm still mm. not sure we're getting an Okada somehow yeah uh, i think we got more of a chance of him appearing every now and then in tna than we do in wwe but you'd never know you never so know i that... I'll, I'll be happy to be wrong i'll be we absolutely happy to be wrong um but again everyone just pins their hopes on that number 30 spot so whoever yeah. comes out if it's somebody who's already been established in the uh the roster doesn't matter who they are they get the Rey mysterio treatment Mm. Um, so as people just want someone new on that 30, and I say, don't make it number 30, make it whatever, make it. There isn't 69 entrants in a Royal Rumble, but I was going to say 69, so instead I'll say, uh, 22, mm. 13. Yeah, people are yeah. hoping for Ty Dillinger to come back for number 10. Holy crap, yeah. I no. did hear that as well, yeah. <laughs> well, well I, I didn't know that. I was, that's the thing. Uh, but I, what I will say then, to try and add the storyline context, it was a good thing that Sammy was number 30 because he got to be part of the final six in the Rumble, which was, yeah. in no particular order, Drew, Sammy, Damian Priest, Punk, Gunther, and Cody Rhodes. Then as my notes read... Things happen, which then eventually leads to the final four of Punk, Drew, Cody, and Gunther. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the way that this then occurred was Punk eliminated Drew, and then Cody eliminated Gunther. Which then meant the final two, stemming from the promo that we saw on Monday Night Raw, was in fact CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. 
And like last year, we got a fairly long back and forth between Cody and Gunther for like the final two. Mm. I won't say this felt just as long, but this was a long time for these I two to be going back and forth and whatnot. I think they timed it was about eight minutes. It did seem a lot longer. I'm not mm. going to lie. It seemed like it was like a full on match at the end. Mm. And you're just thinking, okay, so who was going to win? Because there was a divide. I mean, I was more Cody than I was mm. CM Punk. So I was rooting for, for Cody. So it was just a case of, right, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mm. And, and obviously the back and forth happened and you just think, is this going to end? I don't mean it horribly, but it was just more like, mm. it was coming up to like the four, the three hour mark of it being finished. And I'm just like, well, it has to end soon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, come on, come on. <laughs> so like you mentioned, they're going back and forth a little bit. And the crucial moment that led to the end was that Punk hits a pedigree, which even the commentators Ooh. bring up, there's a lot of meaning to that pedigree. <laughs> like, it's almost like, if you know, you know, type thing. Oh, there was two moments during that, you know, you know. One was the pedigree. And when he won, you see what he do? What he did? Yeah, we, we'll get to that in just a second. Oh! So oh, yeah, Punk, yeah. Punk hits the pedigree and then shouts at Cody as audibly as he can while clearly looking quite tired and out of breath. Don't blame him in some ways. I didn't wait 10 years to lose to Dusty's kid. And he picks up Cody, goes to throw him over the top rope. It gets reversed. He gets flung over. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble for the second time in a row. The first time in a blooming long time that that has happened. Like and rather years, than, I think. Yeah, really, really long uh, time. And rather geez. than waiting to see, you know, oh, the next night, the next night, a couple of days after on Raw, who yeah. will yeah. he choose to be his opponent? No, he just conveniently knew where Roman Reigns' skybox was. He just went, <laughs> you! I choose I would, you! I would like, have like laughed, though. Pokemon. I choose you! I would have laughed, because Seth wasn't in another one, and I would have laughed if it pointed, and it was it was actually the wrong box. He was actually pointing <laughs> to Seth. I was looking forward. I thought, oh, come on, let that be the thing. <laughs> there was also another thing as well, where the crowd, where I was, basically said, nope, uh, Punk ain't winning. It's when... Uh, Punk pointed at the WrestleMania sign, <laughs> and everyone went, "Well, that's it. Cody's winning." <laughs> and mean, then obviously, so long as, so long as he ain't quote. injured, he's technically still going to WrestleMania, so he's not wrong. Uh, yeah, we will touch on that in a couple of moments. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so Cody won, as you alluded to, Matty. Cody's celebration before the insane amount of fireworks that went off by that WrestleMania oh, sign, which how that didn't fall down, I don't know, but <laughs> but uh, thank God it didn't quite frankly, because he did he did a couple of sort of gestures. One was kind of like a little something resembling a two sweet. Yeah, on, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, one was kind of a motion to hangman as well. And then there was a notable little kind of finger gun symbol. Yeah. Emphasizing and almost kind of a little shout out to the elite, which was really, really cool. And again, yeah. that was a if you know, you know type thing, but it was still really yeah. blooming cool. All of which were gestures that were happening when they were all in Bullet Club together. Um, yeah. yeah. You've got to, oh my God, was that approved between him and Punk? I don't know. Oh my God. There's <laughs> a long oh, if no. you know, you know. <laughs> when oh, you no. think about it, you've just thought they're, but well, we don't know if they're still buddies. That's the thing we don't fully know do we need sorry do we need elite and cody yeah apparently oh yeah apparently they are they're still friends but, yeah. yeah so but um, oh, i thought i meant punk you, and... <laughs> you, you've just beaten punk at the rumble and then you've done all that 
Oh my lord! <laughs> but if there's anyone who can get away with it, it's Cody! <laughs> it's 2K24 cover star Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I mean, he is Dusty's kid! There was a great shot at the end. I got another cinematography. Uh, I can't talk. Another good shot in regards to cinematography where it had mm. Cody kind of leaning like that and looking like you could see from his shoulder angle looking up at Cody winning. Mm. The filmography in this tonight or that evening was good. Mm-hmm. Y- they, you know, a certain had... someone is gone when they actually do. Yeah. They, they <laughs> had moments. They had moments yeah. where they had the wrong camera. Um, yeah. And the wrong camera pointed at the wrong things. Like I said, I will not let go of the fact they at one point there was a camera pointed at just random barricades with superstar just running past. <laughs> I will not let that go. But when they were on point, oh my god, they were on point. Yes, I, I bring back again the point where the camera zooms in towards the glass knuckles as the referee is doing his free count. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah, they knew and. It was like, zoom in! <laughs> Literally. A proper chef's kiss moment. But now, I actually want to go back to... Because that was the end of the show. So we'll get onto kind of thoughts at the end of the show and stuff in a moment. But to come back to a point that was mentioned earlier, and I'm going to say it was you that said this, Matty, so I apologise in advance if I'm wrong on this, but I wanted to make sure I'll bring it up. When it came to surprises and stuff and callbacks, we were talking about Michelle McCool earlier. There were no legends, unless you technically count punk, but make of that what you will. There were no legends coming back in these rumbles. And I actually think, as a whole, that was a great of great benefit to the perception of both rosters, in particular the women's rumble. Because yeah. the amount of talent that was showcased in that rumble, it was really freaking cool to see, quite frankly. I've seen some new faces that I've already mentioned when we talked about that match, who I thought really stood out to me from like being unknowns. And I've always said that the Royal Rumble, and when they wanted to actually do it like they used to, the Survivor Series, was always a great time to, sh- to sort of just put the focus and showcase particular, perhaps not unknown faces, but it's a time to really put on a good show for a bunch of new faces because the Rumble and Survivor Series are traditionally part of the big four. So people will come back for those, most likely. Now you could argue it's money in the bank, that's fair. Remember Survivor Series, Make that what you will, focusing on the Rumble. But the Rumble is a great time to really put focus on lots of people. And overall, aside from the people who maybe were just part of a quick comedy skit, like a JD McDonough, for example, or a Valhalla, those kind of things. Overall, I think pretty much everyone in all of these Rumbles got a few moments to shine, and that works yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm. You, you hit the nail on the head there with like new people because I think WWE have been, well, let's say during the old regime as of late, they've been focusing way more on callbacks, on legends and stuff like that. Look at the last few uh, WrestleManias when we had the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, as incredible as he was, we don't really need that. But what we do need is the stars of tomorrow. And what this yeah. rumble proved is the stars of tomorrow, when you give us give a put a spotlight on them, will shine. And yeah. that's what we need. We need our superstars to shine. They are going to sell your product in future TKO. Focus on them. Exactly. Seriously. You can have the legends. You can have the accolades of stuff gone by. You can have those callbacks. 
But that's what the alumni section is. That's what footage is for. Don't mm-hmm. bring them back and then bury your current crop of talent, which has which they've done in the past. Let them flourish and build up the stars of tomorrow. That's called NXT. When they get to the main roster, you don't expect them to fail. You expect them to succeed. This is the time, guys. This is the time. Yeah, so, definitely agree yeah. with that. So with that being said, then, the show is going off the air. I would just kind of make this kind of a, almost a multi-part question, as it were, before we kind of get on to where we think things are going. But thoughts as the show was going off the air, and I've mentioned a whole bunch of names I thought really stood out of the show across the whole, but any kind of honourable mentions from the both of you? And uh, Harry, I'll start with you first of all with the question of how did you feel as the show was going off the air? And I'll let you take that whichever direction you want to from there. I was happy with it because I think it made sense. It's like I said at the beginning of the show, it made sense for Cody to win because obviously you have the ongoing the story um the fact he is now the cover of wwe 2k24 it would have been weird if he was made that and then didn't win the rumble i will say so that's why i was thinking now he has to win so yeah i kind of left okay this is good going forward we know we have an idea of what's going to happen um yeah so going forward it was fine. I, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I still wish the women's was the main event, but you know, sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes when you can't be the main event, put on the strong show as the opener. It's yeah. been a mentality that WWE have had in the past, and it's one of the things that work out well for them. And I think that this women's rumble was a very strong opener. Um, yeah. Segwaying to me, I'm sorry, Harry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it, I, I like getting on the segue. Um, <laughs> I, I I repeat what I said earlier on. I think it was a fine show. Uh, if I were to watch it again, and I have watched it twice, admittedly, um, I would probably watch that women's match again, and then I'd probably skip the other three. Um, yeah. In all fairness, that women's match was incredible. I loved it. Um, but then I say that with an awful lot of the women's matches out there, because I think the women actually do put on a heck of a show nearly each and every rumble for sure yeah i yeah. think they, I, I i said this during the live chat i said the guys have really got to pull it out now because the women show them up that it, it's that simple the women's yeah. rumbles i look forward to now more than i do the guys hmm. because they 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 turn it up they honestly turn it up and this one proves that fact hmm uh, very big well stand out again, Jordan yeah. Grace. Oh, hum mm-hmm. and up, hum and up, hum yeah, great. Jordan oh. Grace. Oh, yeah. So, sorry, I never said my stand out. So, the, for the women, I love Chelsea Green because I love the full commitment of everything she did throughout mm. that was just great. And I think I, I love the fact that last year she was only in it for three seconds. There was that joke she'd be in it for uh, only a few seconds again. But the fact that she took every kind of bump and, you know, spot that she did fair play to us she was my favorite for our also jordan grace as well loved and um yeah jade i, mm-hmm. I just yeah can't wait to see more of her in the future if this doesn't lead to jordan grace like not joining wwe when her contract's over i don't know what oh i mean after she's, that pop she's such a fit mm-hmm. she's such a fit for that yeah, the thing yeah. we were saying in our private chat during the event was she just fit like a glove onto that shot. Yeah. Just Can perfect. you imagine her and Rhea? 
Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a vision. <laughs> now, granted, Jordan Grace can also be a really good heel. Mm, she, she has proved it in the past. Mm. Um, she could be a, also, she can be quite a funny character as well. She has got all the makings, she's mm. got the chops, she's incredible. Yeah, no, no, I, I would love to see her in a WWE ring again. Yeah, so from there, based on the rumble, where are some things that we can see sort of coming and going perhaps in the coming months? Well, Cody Roman. Obviously, Mania main event at this point for at least one night. Bailey and EO Sky. We'll, let's just go on the assumption that will main event another night for now. Let's just go on that assumption because who knows at this point, quite frankly. But either way, those are the two kind of punch your ticket to WrestleMania matches, as it were. They are pretty much locked in. Yeah. As I mentioned, Gunther v. Bron Breaker is a possibility, perhaps, which would be really cool if that did happen in some uh, capacity. That would be cool. I do see Gunter challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship at some point. Maybe not at WrestleMania, mm. but if he ain't a champion above mid-card by the mm. end of this year, what? Mm. What's going on there? Agreed, because completely. He, yeah. he is heavyweight champion material. Mm. One would assume, injuries permitting, I said injuries plural, we'll come back to that, but Punk v. Seth, or perhaps Drew v. Seth, or Punk and Drew v. Seth, who knows, in some capacity like that. Becky and Rhea seems a pretty logical thing to assume as well. From that, yep. Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley kind of seems like a logical direction to go. I've written down R-Truth v. The Judgment Day. I imagine that's going to come to a head in some way in the next few months. Like yeah, I mentioned I've... earlier, the idea of R-Truth v. Damian Priest at Mania, maybe. Who knows? Has to. Yeah. With some help with The Miz, maybe? There you go. <laughs> the Miz I mean, had a weird rumble. We didn't even mention him, but it was something oh, yeah. odd about The Miz. I can't put my finger on it on what it was, but it was something weird going on. The, awesome, <laughs> the, the random awesome Truth reunion before Truth had like a crisis of conscience was quite, quite amusing. Oh, um, that was good. Yeah. They they uh, already set that storyline in motion prior to the Royal Rumble because they had an Did awesome... Did they? Okay. They, yeah, they had an awesome Truth reunion in, I think, Raw. Um, they did have because, a couple of matches together, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so one of the things going into it is that obviously Miz's baby face at the moment, I can't tell with the Miz. Um, yeah, baby face. Um, you never so know he, from week to week. <laughs> yeah. We, so his big thing is obviously he's like, what are you doing, mate? What are you, you doing? We're, we're the awesome truth. What are you doing with them? Like, so he's, it, it's kind of like trying to put a little... I don't know what's going on with our truth. Mm. So our truth is either because he wants to be in the awesome truth with the Miz, but he also thinks he's in the Judgment Day because mm. he's our truth and his brain is just not normal. Like wired the same way as anybody really. He, his brain is wired to our truth, and it's a beautiful thing. It's our truth's world, and we're just living in it. Literally. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And, and the other match I've pinpointed as well, because we actually didn't mention this, but during the men's rumble, there was a bit of a pull-apart brawl involving Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits and Karrion Cross and the and the AOP. Yeah. The Authors of Pain. So that was a the thing Final that happened. Final Testament, they're called? But, Something like that. Sure. I, yeah, don't I think that's it. the name of their group. I honestly don't I see it. Last thing, though. I don't... I think this is a last-ditch effort for Karrion Cross. Yeah, when I think... They have tried so much with Karrion Cross, and I think you're right. This is the last thing they can do. 
freaking Scarlet has more charisma and <laughs> presence than Karrion Cross. He's just set dressing for her. I did say this actually to someone. I said I think oh. Scarlet has more potential at this point than she did I as don't... well. She yeah. used to wrestle at TNA. Oh no, you're kidding me. Oh. She was a wrestler in TNA, so she does wrestle. Why, mm. does, why is she not wrestling? Oh my word. Oh, that makes me more depressed now. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> so, the, uh, the the kind of the final thing to note, because we've alluded to it a couple of times now, but at the time we're recording, there is news breaking in various places regarding CM Punk. Mm. And this pertains to a moment that we, I'm pretty sure we mentioned in passing, but during the Rumble, he took a Future Shock DDT and then kind of notably kind of rolled to the side and was grabbing his uh, one of his arms. Either way, grabbing the back of his arm, kind of yeah. behind like it's his triceps. Sound familiar? Mm. And he was kind of lying down for a while and there was a long conversation with the ref, which you can kind of take either way because, you know, it might just take you a breather. But there are now reports going around that Punk has seemingly injured his arm and possibly got another triceps injury. I don't know if it's the same one or a different or the, a different arm. He's only got two or the other arm. But either yeah. way, there is there are now reports going around that something might be up with Punk. And obviously by the time most of you are listening and or hear watching and or listening to this, you'll probably know more than we do right now at the time of recording, but we at least want to mention it in passing that quite frankly, if this has happened, I'm gutted. I, I, I'm, I am just gutted. I'll use that as an all-encompassing phrase because regardless of my thoughts surrounding how and why he had to leave AEW and all that kind of stuff and kind of my mixed bag feelings since he's been back in WWE, that just sucks, quite frankly. Yeah. It does just suck on a, on a global level, as it were. Especially, I use that just in any context. It is really sucky. Especially because, yeah, like you said, I, I had my thoughts in regards to him coming to WWE, but they kind of mellowed because the promos he had. And I think a lot of people did say to me, as well and i noticed he looks a lot happier since being back in wwe he kind of hmm. looks like he's there you know like he, that's where he belongs sort of thing and the you know the build up to the promos and like i said just the the storytelling i mean that promo with cody last week was just amazing i absolutely loved it and um it is a shame because it's just like it did seem it was going to lead towards him and and Seth possibly. I I don't know. I think from what I have heard that they're going to talk like they did with Seth last week. They're going to talk about it on the show tonight and address it. So so what we do won't you know until about? yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we won't know until tonight tomorrow. Mm. But I I'm I'm gutted if if it does take him out for a while because yeah second, imagine what, second or third time now in how many years. Exactly. Imagine like... if he. Sorry, go on. No, I was I was literally waiting to to basically say that what you just said there, Jamie, because mm. it just seems that when he joined AEW, I'm wondering if he went too too hard, went in too hard, as in like he wasn't prepared to wrestle, if you know what I mean, and had to get physically fit, and in doing so, he aggravated a lot of stuff. Because mm. he, okay, he broke his foot by being an idiot and jumping the guardrail and fractured oh. it that way. But one would think that because you had to get into ring shape 
some stuff was aggravated there prior. And now this is like the second time he's done like a bicep arm tear. And which, which is what the, kept him out for a year. Yeah. yeah. And if oh, you also no. throw in the fact that people apparently people have reported that in each of his matches thus far in the um house circuit, mm-hmm. he just seemed to be completely out of breath as well, which also means there's weird cardio going on there as well. I'm wondering if he's going in too hard. I mean, I'm I I've got my own personal opinions on the guy, which I'm not going to state here. I, I've stated it fully at, off camera. But um, the main concern there is he is injury prone. Yeah. And that go and that severely limits. I mean, he's going to be money. He's CM mm. Punk. There, there's money there. You can have him be your voice guy. But mm. there's no way you could regularly have him wrestle, and you it's going to be like a Daniel Bryan like scenario when he came back from his multiple concussion syndrome. They had to do tests on him after every match. They're mm. going to have to do this with CM Punk because something's going on there. They they're going to have to keep yeah. an eye on his health. Because he has been so injury prone now for three years solid, I think. I think it was 2021 he came back. Yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. 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 Three years solid now. And in that time, there's been either like observations about his cardio and and of the obvious aspect of his injuries. And if you also throw in also the other stuff about his mood swings and whatever happened behind the scenes obviously you also got to throw that in there too there's something there's got to be something but as harriet has said he does seem happier and at the very least he wants to get involved in nxt as well so there is potentials there for him i just hope he's healthy i just hope he's healthy agreed can you imagine if he had won and then the injury had happened Oh it's, my! I mean, God, it's, it's basically what happened when he won the AEW title, isn't it? You know, when he yeah. went back from Moxley, literally. Twice. And then it was Twice. just like instead, yeah. instead it was just it was handed to Cody instead of Cody winning. That could have been something though. Like Roma could have taunted him later on. It's like, well, you didn't actually deserve. You didn't earn the right. It was given to you, sort of thing. That could have been yeah. something. You won it by default. To coin a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It could have done that, actually. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but either way. Again, regardless of sort of personal thoughts and feelings and stuff, like you said, Matty, just hope he's healthy, quite frankly. Yeah. And you know what? To perhaps try and put a different swing on this, hypothetically, if he is actually going to be out for a while, maybe this is a chance for him to kind of evolve his role. Like Shawn Michaels has become down at NXT. He could do mm. more commentary stuff because Punk is freaking great on commentary. Yes. There are so many yeah. different avenues that they could place him in in the interim. Whereas, let's call it like it is, when it came to AEW... When he was gone for a while, he was totally gone. Yeah. Yes, mm. a year of that was for a lot of reasons, other than just an injury. But inherently, he mm. was just gone for ages. But with this, there is a chance to kind of still use him in a very prominent way. So hopefully, 
should the worst have happened in that sense of there is an injury that's going to prevent him to wrestle, maybe they can do something with that. But yeah. we will no doubt find out in due course how that evolves and such. But folks, thank you very much for listening and or watching. We hope you've enjoyed the show today. And uh, Harriet, Matty, I'll give you both a chance to, to plug your various platforms that people can find you on accordingly. But before we do, folks, I will say once again, if you've enjoyed listening to the show, be sure to hit subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you've been here on YouTube, let us know your thoughts on the Royal Rumble. Is there anything that we've said that you vehemently agree with or passionately disagree with? Let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. But Harriet, how can people find you online should they want to find more of your content elsewhere? Um, I think you could follow me at MangaGirl232 on Twitter. I kind of post when I'm going to stream. I'm taking a break this week, but I stream at least once a week on Twitch. Uh, YouTube stuff, I do reactions now and then but if you follow me on twitter or x sorry i keep calling it that uh, <laughs> um that's where i post my, my main stuff where you can find what i'm doing week to week and how about you matthew where can people find you um you you can find me crying mostly uh but when i'm not crying um i uh you can find me on uh twitter oh god i've just done the exact same thing i had i thought of a whole thing and then you said that harriet uh, you can find me you can't at, blame at, harriet for that i will blame me? harriet for that he um, does anyway so yeah i'm happy for a lot of things um you can find me on x under matty boo tweets because damn it it's that's what i do there i tweet on x maybe i should change my thing to matty boo tweets on x um you can find me on twitch under matty boo twitches i do a reaction stream and i'll just say every other sunday at this rate uh where i react to old british tv yeah, it's kind of like Adam Pacitti on the Cultaholic. Don't at me. I won't put Silver Black on those, so that's all right. Um, and uh, and then, obviously, other things as well. You can find me on Discord. You can find me on a whole load of things. But you can mostly find it with Matty Boo with something attached to that somehow. You will find me that way. <laughs> there we go. Well, folks, thank you very much once again for listening and or watching. And until next time, take care and keep enjoying wrestling. Bye-bye.